Let's pray. God, we know that you are with us, that your spirit is never far from us. And so we pray, God, that your spirit might open us up, open our ears and our eyes, our hearts and our minds, so that we might hear a word from you. And God, I pray that the words of my mouth and the thoughts of all of our hearts will be acceptable and pleasing to you, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. We're starting a journey through Wonderland this morning. And even if this is not the image that immediately comes to your mind, it's going to be a journey through the wilderness. So I wonder what comes to your mind when you hear that word, wilderness. For me, it's comforting in a way because wilderness reminds me of home. I grew up in Michigan's Upper Peninsula in an incredibly rural area. One of the statistics that was true about the county we lived in was that there were more white-tailed deer than there were people that lived in the county. Our family lived on a thousand-acre farm. If I left our house and walked south, I wouldn't encounter any other sign of civilization for at least eight hours. For me, then, wilderness brings up memories of home. For some, wilderness is an untamed place, a, a place to explore, a place that offers adventure and risk and challenge in, in ways that urban homes and nicely manicured lawns don't. For others, though, wilderness sounds like a lonely place, a dangerous place, someplace far outside of our comfort zone. So I wonder, what does wilderness mean for you? If you think about the history of our nation, the meaning and the import of wilderness has changed over time. For the first Europeans who arrived on these shores, wilderness was a problem that needed to be fixed. Robert Nash has written that the wilderness was an insecure and uncomfortable environment against which civilization waged an unceasing struggle. As the frontier advanced westward, wilderness became uh, seen as a useless space, an obstacle to society's advance for the pioneers. By the early 1900s, though, the tone began to change. Henry David Thoreau was describing wilderness as a place to discover a meaning-filled life, a place that led mortals to contemplate deep spiritual truths. There was something profound about the wilderness. Something profound that led Americans to set aside great swaths of land that would remain untouched. Because God's glory is evident in all creation, but as the naturalist John Muir wrote, in wilderness, the letters were capitalized. There's something special about a wilderness space. Biblical authors and poets mention the wilderness in one way or another more than 300 times. It's in the Old Testament, it's in the New Testament, we see it in the stories of Jesus, and also in the divinely inspired poetry and proverbs and letters of the Bible. As my friend Jack says, the conclusion is inescapable. The Lord has chosen to share many of his thoughts with us through the idea of wilderness. So wilderness, it's mentioned hundreds of times in the Bible. It's mentioned so often that God must have some reason for taking us there. Part of God's purpose, I think, is to help us through our own seasons of wilderness, like the global pandemic that surrounds us every day, but also through those difficult times of life when we struggle, 
When we struggle with relationships or health or finances or any of the other issues of life that cause us stress, the wilderness stories in the Bible reveal not only the reality of wilderness, but also how the Lord helps and supports us during difficult times and how God can use these wilderness moments to change us for the better. This is what we'll be about for the next six weeks, journeying through the wilderness, not as a desolate, deserted place, but as a wonderland, a place of hope and help, a place of delight and discovery. We're going to read Psalm 23 this morning. It's a wilderness psalm. And if you have your Bible with you, I want you to open it up to Psalm 23 right now. If you need to go get a Bible, go ahead and do that. If you want to open your Bible app on your phone, do that. Uh, Psalm 23, we're going to uh, read that, uh, read some of those verses together. But before we do, uh, let's talk about the idea of wilderness generally as it shows up in the Bible. The writers of the Bible use 12 different terms for wilderness. Ten in the Old Testament, two in the New Testament. This is how the, all these very different ways of referring to regions of wilderness. And what that says to me is that wilderness is not just one place. It's not just one thing. It's not just one season. In English translations of the Bible, the idea of wilderness is expressed in terms like wilderness, obviously, but also uh, terms like desolate place, desert, wasteland, dry place, parched ground, deserted place, remote place. All these terms then give us an impression of how people in Bible times thought about wilderness as a place. It was a wasteland, it was dry, it was parched, it was a a desert. The image behind me is actually a photo that I took of the Judean wilderness. It was uh, on a trip that Elizabeth and I took to Israel. And the wilderness that people in Bible times encountered, as you can see, was vast and rugged. It was a place that had very little water. It was a place that had no food naturally occurring. The things that, st- the things that sustained life, food and water, were completely lacking in the wilderness. As a result, then, the wilderness was a place without permanent residence. It was a place with very few travelers. Now, there were paths that led through the wilderness, but they weren't maintained in any sort of way. In a very literal sense, then, it was more difficult to walk in the wilderness than it was to walk any other place. One way to say it, then, is that the wilderness in Bible times was a land that lacked everything. It was a land without. A land without the things that other places had. It was without water, without food, without people, without roads, without safety, without civilization. I think we can relate to places like that, to wilderness places, especially now as COVID-19 seems to have taken over the country or, or at least the county. It's a wilderness season. It's one that leaves us feeling like we're without without the things we used to be able to do. It's a season that leaves us feeling lost and vulnerable and unempowered, helpless, threatened, overwhelmed, discouraged, isolated, all the things that one might feel in a wilderness like this. But just as there is more than one term for wilderness in the Bible, you're probably aware that wilderness seasons of life come in many shapes and sizes. 
Apart from the unique challenges of this global pandemic, we, or people we love, are dealing with other types of wilderness. Broken relationships, illnesses, accidents, loss of employment, financial reversal, uh, the deaths of people nearest and dearest to us. Everyone's situation is unique, but all of us have this in common. During the most difficult seasons of life, we experience the same feelings and challenges that exist in a physical wilderness. Both a spiritual and a physical wilderness cause us to feel the full weight of our own limitations. Hope is hard to come by. No matter which way we look, reality, we see realities that, that are bigger, that loom larger than our inherent abilities. These circumstances, wilderness, makes it clear that what we bring to the challenge is not enough. We must find hope and help somewhere else. So with all that in mind, hear these words from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In other words, I lack nothing. Now, I googled Psalm 23. I did an image search. You can do it too. And what I found was a whole bunch of scenes that look like they're from Ireland, basically. All these fluffy white sheep on an emerald green hill with the sea in the background. In other words, a lush landscape, a land of plenty. But that's not the wilderness of ancient Israel. That's not the setting of Psalm 23. This is the setting of Psalm 23. It's vast. It's rugged. There's no water. There's no food. There's no people. There's no protection. That's the reality of wilderness. But nonetheless, the message is one of powerful reassurance. The Lord is our shepherd. And as long as the shepherd is at our side, we can experience seasons of wilderness without wanting. We've noticed already that the wilderness known to Israel was a land without. It was a place that lacked everything. And yet in verse 1 of Psalm 23, we see that with God, the wilderness actually lacks nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. The wilderness is supposed to be a place without food, a place without water. But verse 2 tells us with the Lord, the wilderness is a place with both green pastures and still waters. The wilderness is supposed to be a place without protection. But with the Lord, verse 4, I fear no evil because your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You are with me. Notice that the psalm begins by putting our focus on the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. Like the rest of the Bible, these verses are first and foremost a revelation of the one true God. And only secondarily are they about what it means for us. 
So by starting this psalm with the Lord's name, the psalmist puts our focus where it always belongs, on God. So, what does it mean to have God as your shepherd? The answer is in the words that follow, I lack nothing. That's what it means to have God as your shepherd. And that's saying a lot in any setting, but it's particularly powerful when the backdrop is the void of the Judean wilderness. We've named the biblical wilderness as a land that lacks everything a human being needs to survive, but Psalm 23 upends that idea. It redefines everything we knew about wilderness and tells us that wilderness with God is a place that has all we need. The psalmist hasn't forgotten that he's in the wilderness. No, he's simply able to reframe the space because his eyes have moved from the landscape that's around him to the one who is leading him. When the Lord's my shepherd, I can look at any setting. I can look at the harshest wilderness imaginable and say, I have all that I need. Following the Lord makes the wilderness that lacks everything seem like a place that lacks nothing. From beginning to end, Psalm 23 recharacterizes wilderness as a place without wanting. It doesn't lack protection or provision or anything else because when the Lord is your shepherd, not even the wilderness lacks what you need. That's why, for us, it's a wonderland, a place of help and hope, a place of discovery and delight, a place to be explored and experienced. We're all in a season of wilderness right now. COVID-19 is the pits. Quarantine is the worst kind of wilderness. And, and even though this is a shared experience, each of our own lives adds its unique contour to the landscape. We all have other burdens to bear trying to figure out what to do with kids before school starts and then when school starts at home, trying to heal relationships that have broken, trying to recover from illnesses and accidents, going through job changes and financial uncertainty, loss and wilderness of all kinds. So I wonder, as you think about your life, what's your season of wilderness like? What about your life changes the contour of this COVID-19 crisis that we are all facing? Does your season of wilderness threaten your basic needs? Does your season of wilderness threaten your personal safety? Or does it threaten your vision of the future? You had a plan, you knew what to expect, and now it's been upended. Does your wilderness lack joy? Does it lack hope? Whatever it is, the Lord is inviting you to the language of Psalm 23 because the Lord wants to provide what is lacking in your life. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. So we, Christians, are not just calendar keepers who put an X through the date on a calendar knowing that then we have one less day to get through it all. No, the, the Bible in general, Psalm 23 in particular, invites us to see every season, even seasons of wilderness, in a way that others cannot, as a place without wanting, as a place full of help and hope, as a wonderland. But how? How can we come to that perspective? Well, it's all about where we look. When we're going through difficult times, it's, it's easy to focus on the horror before our eyes. It's easy to focus on the harsh reality of day-to-day -day life in the wilderness. 
and become consumed by what we don't have and by what we can't do. After all, the wilderness is a place that feels like it lacks everything. But Psalm 23 invites us to change our focus, to change where we're looking. Instead of seeing only the austerity of the wilderness, instead of only seeing the emptiness of the wilderness, we're invited to look at the one who is leading us, God, the shepherd. Do you see what I mean? Instead of looking around at what we don't have or what we can't do, instead to turn our eyes to the shepherd, to the one who is leading us, the shepherd who stands ready to lead us to green pastures and quiet waters, the shepherd who will point out the path to take so that we can avoid the worst of the harm that might befall us. And even if we ignore God's direction and strike off on our own dangerous path, God will not abandon us. He will follow us, protect us, guide us back to the flock. Our shepherd can take a dark day and fill it with joy. And in the end, we have this word of comfort, an enduring word of comfort. Whatever our experience, the time we begin in the wilderness will not end in the wilderness. Psalm 23 ends with us in the house of the Lord forever. A season that begins in the wilderness, does not end in the wilderness. At the end of the day, the shepherd will take us home, far from the isolation and danger that the wilderness holds. After all, and for always, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.